Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Plant School Podcast. I'm Rachel, and here we learn about plants, how to care for them, how they work, and I keep it simple and taught in a way that anyone from beginner to expert can enjoy. Join me in Plant School. Welcome to this week's episode of Plant School. As you can see, I'm doing a rerun episode, and honestly, I don't do these very often, only when it's like a relevant topic or when I'm in a pinch. And this week is one of those weeks where I'm definitely in a pinch. We've had family over and I've been super busy with that. Also, haven't really been feeling myself for the past few weeks. And so I'm kind of using this week as just some mental space for myself. I hope you guys understand, but I hope you guys enjoy this week's rerun episode of how to save a dying plant. There's a lot of really great information in here of what to look for and when you should give up on a dying plant. And so I wanted to share it again, and I hope that you guys will join me next week for a fresh new episode here on Plant School. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to today's episode, which is episode 61, How to Save a Dying Plant. I feel like this is an episode that I have been putting off for a little bit. I get this question a lot just because it's such a common one. We all, we all deal with this at some point where a plant is dying and we're wondering what to do with it. So today I'm going to go through everything that you need to know and how to rescue a dying plant kind of when you should give up on one. But before we dive in, I just want to remind you guys, I am going to be doing my giveaway winner very, very soon. I announce it on the podcast and all you have to do to enter is just share this podcast with a friend, whether it's verbally or through a text, through WhatsApp. There's so many ways you could share it. Honestly, I don't care which way you choose, but all you have to do is share it with someone and then message me on Instagram at tennyplants, T-E-N-N-E-Y, and let me know that you shared it with someone and I will enter you into the giveaway. I'm going to be doing that super soon. I'm going to be giving away some of the merch from my online shop. I just revamped all my designs and I'm very, very proud of them. So if you guys have a second, look at them because I think they are dope and it would be awesome if you could win them for free. So why not tell someone, message me on Instagram and I will get you entered in and you could get the chance to win some merch from my shop for free. Anyways, I just had to put that plug in because I want as many people as possible to be entered in for this chance. And also, my merch shop helps me run this podcast. And I really appreciate any support that you guys can give. And in return, you can get some really cool stuff when you buy something. 
Okay, okay, so enough about my giveaway and merch store. Let's get on to how to save a dying plant. Before I like dive into this, how to save one, we first need to know what are the most common causes of plant death. We need to understand that before we know how to fix it. So number one, and number one on my list and number one as it happens the most is overwatering. The signs of overwatering, they vary, but in general, this is what's going to happen. Your leaves will start to turn yellow, your soil is going to be moist, and you may start to see fungal growth on the soil or on the pot. This is especially common for fungus to grow on the pot if it's like a terracotta pot. Not with like plastic pots, that generally doesn't happen, but it just looks like fuzzy material growing on your soil or on your pot and you can tell that that is overwatering from those signs. Underwatering on the other hand is another common cause of plant death. That one can be seen by droopy leaves or leaves completely falling off your plant. Another super common cause is not enough sun. This one takes this one takes a while for your plant to die from this, but it will start to get small, pale leaves and really long, spindly stems that are kind of reaching towards the sun. And then on the opposite side of that, too much sun can be a cause of plant death. That's pretty common. They will start to get dry, brittle leaves, and they can have light or dark patches on the leaves. They're basically sunburn on your leaves. They're getting too much sun than what they can handle. And just as a note, for any of you out there that may be worried about leaves turning yellow, you think, oh my goodness, this is from overwatering. I just want you to guys know that on a plant, leaves go yellow normally. That's totally normal. Every plant will shed leaves, whether it goes yellow or they just fall off. And if your plant looks healthy and a few leaves die off every now and then, it happens, you can just remove them and it's normal. So don't always feel like it is a problem with your plant. If it's the entire plant struggling, then there may be a bigger underlying cause. Based on that, here are some things that you can do to save a dying plant. So number one, this one is addressing our number one problem. So this is probably one of your most common fixes, is to repot your plant with new soil. So there's a few steps to this and some key parts that I want to include with repotting your plant with new soil. So this can solve the problem of overwatering if that's what your plant is going through. If it's turning yellow, there's the fungi growth. And by removing the old soil and putting in new soil, you're taking out the old soil that has all the extra fungi growing in it. Fungi and bacteria are normal in soil, but it's when it gets wet and stays wet when that bacteria and fungi can really take off. And so that's why you kind of just want to get rid of it, replace it with new soil. You can even wash off the soil off of the roots of your plant to get rid of every little bit of old soil if you want. And then take a moment to look at those roots and cut off any that may be black or mushy. Make sure... You do not remove more than 25% of your roots that could really start to damage your plant if you do that. But in general, your roots on your plants should be white and firm. They shouldn't be squishy and mushy. If you wash away the dirt, they should be white. I know, you know, when there's dirt on it, they look brown. But once you wash it away, they should be white when healthy. And if your plant is dealing with a not so serious case of overwatering, 
you don't have to repot your plant. That's not something that's always necessary. Instead, you can just give them a rest from watering and water when the soil is dry. When I first got into house plants a few years ago, I feel like this is I killed a few plants because of this. They would start to wilt and look kind of messy. I didn't know what was going on and I just assumed they needed more water. So I'd give them more and then they would die. So just make sure if you check your plant, the soil's moist, it's kind of looking in rough shape. It's probably from overwatering and just give it a break. If it keeps getting worse, you can go through that repotting process and pruning out the mushy roots. Alright, so next thing you can do for a plant that is struggling and maybe dying, you can trim your plant. So this one also just helps the general health of your plant. Pests often make their homes in dead plant material. So if you have like a lot of dead leaves sitting around on your plant or even like in the soil around your plant, it can serve as a home for those pests. So if you remove them, just by hand or with pruners and take them away. That just gets rid of a home that pests can make. And by pests, I'm talking about not only like little small insects, I'm talking about fungal growth and bacterial growth that can happen with this dead plant material. And when you do trim your plant, you can also invigorate new growth. So let's say your plant is looking really rough, you've repotted it, and there's nothing really alive, like it is in rough shape, you can trim it all the way down. If there's something still living on it, leave that. That's great. But if it's all dead, go ahead and trim it to its base. That can really help the plant focus on the roots and giving energy to either fewer leaves or starting a new leaf altogether. And some plants do go dormant, so keep that in mind if you feel like your plant is going through some sort of season during the colder months where there's not as much sun. It may just be your plant going dormant. And I'm going to talk about just in a little bit whether how long you should keep like a bare plant that has nothing on it. But first I want to get through other things that you can do to help a dying plant. So Another one you can do, you can move your plant. So this can help solve the problem of too much sun or too little sun. And again, too little sun creates small pale leaves, long spindly stems, too much sun, dry brittle leaves with sunburn on them, like light and dark patches on the leaves. So if you move it, if you notice your plant has dry splotchy leaves, you know that sunburn and you need to move it to a little bit of a darker area. If you notice your plant has really small pale leaves, it's not growing very much and maybe it has some spindly growth, that means to go brighter. And also as a note, it can help to acclimate your plant instead of just doing it all at once. You can do that. The plant may go through a tiny bit of shock and maybe lose some leaves or in my case I had a succulent and I moved it to a brighter spot all at once. I noticed it was hardly growing at all like at all and I knew it needed more sun so I just moved it into direct sunlight because I knew succulents like that but because it had been sitting in a dark spot of my home for so long it started to get leaf burn and it looked pretty rough for a while but honestly I would say it took a couple months 
and now its new growth that's coming in has no sunburn marks at all. There's no like cracked, crunchy parts on my succulent. It looks great, but it did take some time to acclimate to that. So if you you want to avoid that sort of thing happening, be sure to take it slow, maybe put it to a medium light first and then highlight just as a tip. And if you aren't able to move your plant, maybe you don't have any more room or maybe there's no better spot, you can use grow lights. That is always an option. Amazon has so many, so many different kinds that are so versatile that you could use. So next tip on how to save your dying plant is to water your plant only if the soil is dry. This can help solve the problem of underwatering. If you're someone who forgets to water your plant and your soil becomes extremely dry and maybe it gets really wilted, this can really help to just soak your plant. Soak it, make sure it has drainage holes so there's not sitting water in it that's going to cause overwatering problems. And if the soil is really super dry and it's coming off the sides of the pot, I think most people have experienced this. You can literally like grab your plant by all the leaves and pull it up and your soil is just one big dry chunk like it all sticks together if that's your problem because your soil is super dry you can start bottom watering it this can help remedy the problem I don't recommend bottom watering all the time and I talked about this in one of my episodes I talked about this okay it was episode 42 different ways to water your houseplant. And I kind of talk about top watering versus bottom watering but bottom watering is a great way to rehydrate plants that have been underwatered. The soil is super dry or your plant is wilted and it just needs a pick-me-up. Bottom watering is basically just putting your plant in a container of water, whether it's like a bowl of water. And you're, you're putting it like pot and all, at least if it has drainage holes. The water should be able to get to the soil on the bottom of your pot. But you stick it in this container of water and just let it sit for like 30 minutes, an hour, just as long as it needs to soak up the water that it can. And yeah, like I said, it helps rehydrate the soil. The reason why I don't recommend doing this all the time for every single plant is because top watering is really beneficial. It's the way the rain comes out of the sky. So I just feel like it's a very natural process and it flushes away any excess minerals or salts you may have in your soil. So that's why I recommend top watering in normal cases. But if you're trying to remedy a plant that has been underwatered, bottom watering is a great way to go. And to further remedy this problem of underwatering your plant, just be sure to find a way that works for you. Get a plant watering app or maybe even set a reminder on your phone to just check your plant soil. And if you feel that the soil is dry, it's probably time to water them. Honestly, I'm someone who's really bad at remembering (laughs) to water my plants, which is very ironic having this whole podcast and everything. But generally, I rely on my peace lilies. I notice when they're getting just a little bit wilty and I know immediately that it is time to water my plants. So just keep an eye not only on the soil, but also on your plants and how they're looking. Okay, so my next tip is to fertilize your plant. But don't, because that's actually horrible advice. Okay, so as I was researching, this was one of the tips I ran into, that you should fertilize your plant 
to help it like bounce back into shape. And this is something I I think I disagree with. I do. I disagree with it. I don't recommend fertilizing or feeding your plant when it is in some sort of not dying stage, but it's just lacking something. It's being underwatered, overwatered, needs more sun, whatever. There are cases where fertilizer may be the cause, but it's not super common. I'll go through some uncommon causes of plants, you know, dying, but I recommend to only fertilize plants when they are in good health. You can risk further stressing your plant out and harming it when you fertilize it and it's not in a good stage to do so. So this is something I don't recommend. I wanted to throw it in here kind of as a trick, but also really just to let you guys know that this is a big no-no on my list. Okay, last tip, and this is a real one to help a plant that may be struggling. Wipe it down with a cloth, whether it's microfiber or another soft cloth. This can help get rid of pests and it can help you discover them. It kind of gives you like this one-on-one time with your plant. So romantic, I know. To wipe down your plant, you can use a dry cloth or I recommend using a mixture of room temperature water, mixed with insecticidal soap or neem oil. This isn't just for plants that are struggling with a pest, but it can just help prevent any pests coming in. So that's why I kind of love doing it that way. And it leaves a nice little shine to the leaves, which is great. Also wiping down your plant just helps it better photosynthesize. So it's it's great for the health of your plant. And for all of these tips I gave, which let me go through them, I will skip over fertilizing your plant because we all know that's probably something you shouldn't do when your plant is struggling. So we have repotting your plant with new soil and trimming the roots. We have trimming your plant just in general, like the leaves and the stems, moving your plant, watering it when the soil is dry, you can use that bottom watering, wiping down your plant. And that was it, wiping down your plant. So to tell if any of these are really working, I want you to give your plant about a week or two to kind of recover from any sort of shock from moving it or anything like that, just letting it get used to its new conditions. And if it has new growth or new roots, that is a sign that the plant is doing better and on its way to recovery. And you should let it just have its time to get better and heal. Okay, so I did mention I wanted to talk about how long to wait if you have a little nub of a plant to see if it's going to come back. So let's say you have an alocasia, all its leaves have died. All you have is just this little bare nub in the ground. You've trimmed off the dead leaves. This is where the key part is. If you have good roots left, your plant has a good chance of coming back because the roots are really the key part of this. If the roots are shot, I'm sorry, but your plant is better off in the garbage. It's probably not going to come back. I know that's sad, but I'd recommend giving your little nub of a plant about two to three months or waiting until it gets warmer if you're in the midst of some cooler months because some plants, like I mentioned, do go dormant. Some just need more time. Also, plants grow quicker in warmer conditions, so maybe that is holding them back. But keeping them out of the cold, giving them a bit of indirect sun can help ensure that they will bounce back if they are able to. And just to like show you guys that 
this happens all the time. I want to tell like you a story. So I once kept some chaflera cuttings, some chef plant, what are they called? Umbrella trees? I think they're umbrella trees. I kept them for freaking one and a half years waiting for it to grow. So I saw roots. I thought it was working because these new roots were coming in looking really good, but no, it didn't have a node to start with to like start a new growing point or stem. In my defense though, this cutting, we did this at a university (laughs) event. It was like this ladies in landscaping, we were doing cuttings and propagating plants at the end of like this event, just, I don't know, just as kind of just like a fun activity to do all together and to make new connections with some of the professionals that were there. We were given most of these cuttings to paw ourselves and one of those being the umbrella tree. And yeah, it it didn't work. I was so sad. My other ones worked great, but my my Schifflera, I it ended up going in the garbage <laughs> once I realized that nothing was happening. But the point of that story is just to show that if I can hold on to a plant for one and a half years waiting for something to happen, in the grand scheme of things, waiting about two to three months really is no big deal. And also, it's part of the game in plant care of making silly mistakes of maybe keeping a plant that's really not going to grow at all, or maybe keeping a dead plant for a while that you don't actually know is dead. It's just part of the learning game of plant care. All right, and lastly, just to cover this, just in case, some not-so-common causes of plant death. In all honesty, I feel like these are more like causes of plant distress. It's very seldom seen that you can cause a plant to die unless you just go crazy. So fertilizer is one of those not so common causes. Signs of too much fertilizer, this this could easily kill your plant, but it would be like crispy leaves or it's called salt burn. The plant dies back really rapidly and what you can do to fix this is flushing out the soil with lots of water and getting rid of that extra fertilizer and minerals. Too little fertilizer or nutrient imbalances can cause like some spotting or some discoloration or weak stems. It's really not super common for this to happen unless you have maybe some really touchy plants or rare plants that need a lot of care, but too little fertilizer can also be the, the cause of some spotting. So if you've tried everything and you're really not sure then go ahead and use fertilizer. But if you're just trying to use fertilizer to like fix your problems, that's when I would say no, please don't. Like even using filtered water can help those like discoloration spots from nutrient imbalances to go away. And if you do choose to fertilize to maybe help your plant get rid of some spots that you can't figure out why they're there, just make sure that you're doing it during a growing period. That's when plants need fertilizer, when they're actively growing. It's not a certain time of the year. It's different for everyone and where you are. My plants grow a lot in the wintertime because they get a lot of sunshine through my south-facing windows. And so I make sure to fertilize during that time because that's when they're really growing like crazy. And another thing, if you really don't want to try and fertilize it, but you do want to help your plant, you can also 
either change the soil that will introduce a lot of new nutrients with the new soil or you can top dress. That's basically just putting like a couple handfuls of soil on the top of the already existing soil. So you're like adding a new layer in and that just kind of helps add in more nutrients. I actually did that today with some of my plants. I added in some soil and top dressed them and that can help them get some more nutrients and help them grow better. So another cause of not so common plant death would be pests. And the signs of having pests is pests being there on your plant. I don't know how else to describe it. There can be other signs. I know things like thrips can leave little spots on your leaves, but in general, you can just see the guys. To get rid of pests, you can either throw away your plant, you can shower it down literally in the shower, and treat it with insecticidal soap, neem oil, or some other insecticide that you are comfortable with. You could introduce a predatory insect like mites, or you can hand pick them off. I had a lot of friends that would get a Q-tip and just start wiping them off themselves, and they would, I don't know, they would turn on a movie, and that's what they would do during their movie. They would be kind of preening their plants of all these little pests, just pulling them off with a Q-tip and chucking them in the garbage. And that's another way to go if you're having a pest problem and it's starting to affect your plants. And last cause of a not-so-common plant death would be not enough humidity. Honestly, I feel like you have to have a really sensitive plant for it to completely die just because of not getting enough humidity. But signs are crispy leaves, the plant shrivels, or there's browning leaves, it starts to wilt. It's usually a longer, slower death if it does get pretty bad and it's just in a super dry area and that's not what it likes. You can increase humidity by using a pebble tray that is literally just a dish filled with rocks or pebbles or leka, anything small that can kind of hold on to water. You pour the water into these pebbles on this tray and it creates a little bit of a humid microclimate around the plant and you just fill the pebble tray once it is dry. Another way, of course, to increase humidity is to use a humidifier. That's what I use. It's just really simple for me to turn that thing on every day for an hour or less. And how long you need to keep your humidifier on just depends on the type of plants you have. Also, moving your plant away from air vents or heaters can help those sensitive plants too. And if you can't save your plant, if you have gone through everything and your plant is still just going downhill, it is okay. Give it a kiss. Unless it has pests, that would be gross. Don't kiss a plant full of pests. You can compost it by sticking it directly into your garden and letting the soil and all those microbes do the work. Or you could put it into your compost bin and break it down from there. But that's the beauty of plant material. You can just recycle it and it will create really nutritious soil. Is that what you would say? Nutritious soil? It sounds like you're going to eat it nutrient-rich soil. That's probably the better way to say it, let's be honest. Anyways, I hope this was helpful to you guys because this is honestly such a common thing we all deal with with houseplants or even plants outside. And by going through these steps, figuring out what your problem is, and then deciding on what steps to take from there can really help your plant bounce back and last many long years. 
Thank you guys so much for listening today. Again, if you haven't entered that giveaway, go ahead and share this podcast with someone. Message me on Instagram at tinnyplants and I will get you entered in because I'm really excited about giving this stuff away. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening and I will catch you guys next week. Thank you for being here and listening today, and I hope you'll join me next week. If you'd like to support this podcast and keep it going, you can find the support link below in the description and donate. Or, I have some awesome Plant School merch, including stickers, shirts, and mugs, and the link to my shop is in the description as well. And if you don't want to spend any money but still support the podcast, share this podcast with a friend, either verbally or electronically. This will even qualify you for my giveaway. Just message me on Instagram at tinnyplant that you shared the podcast with a friend, and you will be entered in for a chance to win some goodies. Winners will be announced on the podcast. Again, thank you for listening and I hope you have a great week.